welcome uh, to Live Well Podcast. Uh, this is our third episode and have with us uh, this afternoon, James Bryant. And yeah. uh, so good friend, I'm really excited about this conversation. James uh, is, uh, runs an organization called Lead Different, uh, works with people, organizations, really helping them, I guess, change and improve the results they're getting in their life or in their organization. Um, Essentially, live well. Help them live well. <laughs> help them live well. Help them live well. And, and yeah. yeah, so I am excited for this because um, I, I always value getting to hear uh, the ways you're thinking about things. One of the things that, that uh, James is big on, you see, is just kind of how all of us can be on a, I guess, a journey just to increase our performance in life, yeah. in leadership, whether it's an organization, whether it's in your family, whether it's just your own kind of personal leadership. Yeah. Um, and I think this is a great moment uh, with the, the kind of disruption and, and kind of the crisis our, our whole world's facing. This is a great moment to really explore, you know, how can we, how can we make changes in our life? How can we, uh, you know, look a little differently at how we're performing in life, how we're showing up and into the different unique scenarios, especially we're going to be faced with. So James, I'm looking forward yes. to just having a nice conversation today. On so this. am I. I mean, uh, you're on my list of people. I have a list of people where uh, they ask me to do anything. And before I know the details, I just say yes. And you and everything that you're involved in, everything you do here, uh, you're on my yes list, so that's oh. that's why I'm here. <laughs> uh, thanks, man. That is, that's a great list to be on. I'm I'm excited to be on that list. Um, you know, there's so many people, organizations that that you work with, and I feel like you always are kind of, um, you know, surveying the the landscape and terrain of what's happening and and how people are responding to things. So we're in uh, an incredibly disruptive moment to life right now, uh, locally, uh, here in Perth and in WA, yeah. um, globally, this is happening, yeah. um, challenges everywhere yeah. and on multiple fronts that people may or may not be facing in to different degrees. Uh, what, what are you observing? What are you seeing? As you look around the people <laughs> you're working with, what are you seeing about how people are responding to the yeah. current situation so when when this first became real for us in australia it's been real for different people around the world for different amounts of time when it came real for us in australia in a 24-hour period uh, i lost 100 percent of the contracts that i had in place for the next 12 months mm. uh, stuff that's booked for october is no longer booked yeah. uh it was a an extraordinary 24-hour period <laughs> <laughs> say the least and uh um, it wasn't even 24. I think it was probably within six hours. It was one work day. And halfway through or somewhere along that day, I called on my phone to, to, to talk to my wife. And I just was like, hey, um, so <laughs> I didn't even know how to say it because it was really early on in the piece because a lot of the organizations that I work with are quite big and multinational. And they were the ones who realized this first in Australia. Straight away, yeah. Um, and so... Uh, and we, for each other, as a way to communicate with each other, one of the big things we, we have is we have a mantra, stuff that we tell each other to keep ourselves focused. Um, and in that moment, she said to me, um, uh, hey, we're undefeated so far. Just as a, a way to focus on, hey, this isn't the end. We can keep going. What can we work on here? Mm. Um, and we did that for a week or two. We were just telling each other, hey, we're undefeated so far. And then... Um, one of the best things that I've, I've begun, and it, was, it came from a conversation with my wife and I again, um, and uh, someone had said to her, hey, don't worry, one day this will all be over. You know, this too shall pass. 
And I said, that's cool, but I kind of hate it. <laughs> I said, because as we'd been going and journeying through this, what I realized is there's a lot of opportunities here that are really unique. Uh, and I didn't want to let this pass and miss these opportunities. So now one of the perspectives that I want, that I, the clients, the people that I want to work with, one of the, the things that I want to give them is this. It's the mantra, let's not waste it. Because mm-hmm. right now we have incredible opportunities. And people say, what do you mean opportunities? Well, there's a couple of things. To see an opportunity, first of all, you only see opportunities through a lens of gratitude. Mm-hmm. If you aren't grateful for things that are going on in and on around you, you will miss all the opportunities because gratitude sees possibilities and opportunities and possibilities are the same things. When you are not grateful, when you have a scarcity mentality, you're, all you're going to do is protect what you have. You can't gain anything more while you're protecting what you have. So you're gonna, it's going to require a lens of, of that. Let but, me, um, let's pause on that yes, just for sorry. a sec because I love that idea. So, um, this, I, you know, because here's, let's just kind of case study you even for a moment on that. Yeah. So you go through this experience literally all of your business has just been wiped out yeah um you know and so you're not you're not kind of looking at all this as someone who's sort of like yeah no there's opportunities you know but things are generally traveling well for you you're, you're as someone who just watched everything, everything get wiped away gone. work-wise <laughs> yeah, gone yeah. immediately yeah um and i now, had contracts not only i had contracts where the payment was being processed the processing was stopped and it was pulled stop a huge contract from a big insurance company just like that. <laughs> Do you want to name them? No, just <laughs> the, uh, um, I actually love this. You know, and oh, yeah. we will work together again. Yeah. And, but, you know, in that zone, so now you're going, okay, I, I want to be able to see opportunity here. You know, where uh, obviously there's different ways you can respond to that. You're going, I want to see opportunity. How has gratitude now been able to help you bridge that gap? Because someone might be looking, and, and I'm sure there's people listening who, yeah, you know, work, income, you know, the, yeah, one of those primary spheres that's been affected obviously is the economy, and and the economy just represents people's lives. Um, yeah, you know. So, what is that gratitude then? How are you able to allow gratitude to start to reshape your focus? Maybe just to give people a snapshot yeah. for their own. Force gratitude, even sitting down and forcing yourself to be grateful for something as stupid as the fact that um, we're doing. If if you're in Australia and you're watching this and you're going through this, I don't know. There's a better place in the world. Um, my wife is American, we got, and you got, you're American, you have family back in America. Uh, every time we talk to them, we get off the phone, we're like, our gratitude yeah. level is through the roof just for the fact that we're, we, if we're going to be broke, if you're going to be jobless, do it in Australia. Yeah. Best country in the world. There are better countries in the world economically, but they kind of like have snow. Like, so a lot of like, Norway's great to be, job, exactly. be jobless, but like, it's really cold. Nobody goes to Norway <laughs> for these beaches. Yeah, I don't want to so. be, be cold. <laughs> But, yeah, it's so true. That, but there's always something you can yeah. lean into. And, and so go, let's force that gratitude. Find something yeah, somewhere. Rip it out yeah. of each other. Like yeah. Um, yeah. where my wife and I have sat there and we've gone, okay, we're not leaving the table until we're grateful. We find five things we're grateful for. Mm. And we just yeah. sit there. I love that. So, so really, even and in amongst, obviously, we are, you know, none of us to sugarcoat for it. There are genuine difficulties. Oh, yeah. But to force that gratitude is yeah. what can actually start to transform that experience. Yeah. Move you from... Yeah. Well, essentially, words shape how the world occurs to us. Mm. Gratitude shapes how the world occurs to us. Yeah. And so there's been some people who've argued, oh, but you know, that's you, you're just being naive. I'm like, no, no, I'm not ignoring the pain. I'm not ignoring that this is hard. What I'm choosing is a perspective that is going to propel me towards who I want to become. Mm. 
You know, I, I, I love this idea. I think it, it really is just a great one to grab hold of this force gratitude transforms perspective. You know, as you were saying there as well, language starts to shape, you know, the whole way you're experiencing it, you know? And I think that's something, you know, that's the harder the the challenge and the more work that goes into the perspective someone chooses on it. I mean, that's one of those, I guess, gifts that can come out of it for people, you know? If you can be grateful when you've lost everything at the moment, then you're better positioned in yeah. different fields. Yeah. Now, um, now to go back, because where this train of thought started as well was we're talking about that transition to how do we get to that place to see it as an opportunity. And you talked about um, gra- gratitude yeah. as that first thing that's going to open it up. Um, and then I think you had said, was there a second thing you were going to say off the back end of that? Or have I just taken us too far in a different direction? No, um, there probably was. I would have I um, totally broken your train of thought. but well. um, So it's... The other, the other thing that if you want it, so, so you can view this, one of the big things is you can view this experience as being forced on you, mm. right? Yeah. Uh, the government is making us sit this far apart. Mm. <laughs> the government mm. is making uh, people work from home. The government is forcing everyone to homeschool. We homeschool anyway because, mm. you know, we're that far ahead of the curve. You're just <laughs> forward thinking <laughs> by years. <laughs> uh, it's been amazing. All these people come to my wife and they're like, so how do we do this? How do we do this? I'm like, start two years ago. <laughs> Um, but you can view all this being forced upon it or you can view this as I get to do this Mm. let's not waste it like we get to figure out different ways to communicate one of the things that our planet has responded in an extraordinary way as we've stopped flying and driving everywhere like in LA the air hasn't been this clear since the 1800s I heard that it's wild that's a long time ago yeah See, that's before the car the cars were invented, and all it took was a month. Yeah. yeah. So what are we learning from this? Let's not waste this opportunity about what we can learn about and adapt about how we operate as a society in the future. How do we relate to each other? How do we relate to the planet? How do we relate to money? How do we relate to financial systems? How do we relate to government systems? Um, you know what I love as well, uh, just about that phrase and the nuance in there. Let's not waste it, because it will be difficult no matter what. And I think that's kind of a helpful perspective and nuance. Like the challenge will be there regardless. Yeah. So, you know, like you said, because I think it can be easy people, oh, it's naive or just trying to, or, but like it's actually just going, no, the event is what the event will be. Yes. That cannot be changed. Like we will not change (laughs) that reality. Yeah. However, we have that choice as to what will be its impact on our lives. And to be able to look and go, hey, how can I not waste this? Because yeah. it will bring about, as you said, it could potentially reshape the way we relate yes. to the environment, lifestyle, uh, you know, what it means to work from home or to have what workplaces look like in the future. All these things. Yeah. There is a lot. Um, some of the high, higher type performers you see in, you know, whether it's people just really performing well in the workplace, in their family life, personal life. Um, you know, what are you seeing about how, you know, people who've come into this um, maybe with a, a, a habit of high performance? How, yeah. how are you seeing those kind of high performance? What can we learn from them about yeah. how to respond? Uh, the people who are doing well in this is they're not predicting, they're planning. Mm. See, when we predict stuff, we're attaching um, ourselves to an outcome. 
the outcome being uh, this is how things have to be. Essentially, like everything has to fall into place. So predicting can be how long this is going to last, what rules are going to be in place, and how long those rules are going to be in there. Um, Who's going to get what grants from the government? All these things that we're trying to predict about how this is going to go. We're going to predict how um, the interest rates, we're going to predict all these kinds of things. People who try to predict that are going to find life really hard. Mm. What you can do is actually make some plans. And make some plans as in like you're not you're the plans fall in line with an intent, mm. and that's what it falls. So so I was talking to a client who's a really high performer, like a really really high performer. He was a professional. Uh, he was a Division One college athlete in uh, in the U.S. He's an American guy, one of my American clients. Now he uh, is in one of the top law schools in America studying law, and he just won a couple of prizes for his performance as a law student. <laughs> He's a really high performer. Uh, so part of one of our courses that he did was we talk about a guy called Nassim Taleb because I'm, I'm, I love attributing people and say, hey, go investigate him more. He was one of the few people who, was, who actually was like, Nassim Taleb, what a weird sounding name. I'm going to check him out. So he goes and checks out Nassim Taleb. Nassim Taleb has, has written a whole bunch of stuff on black swan events, which is events that are chaotic and in, about being um, uh, anti-fragile. That's huge right now, right? Yeah. So we don't want to be resilient where we survive this. We want to be anti-fragile. Anti-fragile means that we actually grow bigger uh, or stronger and or stronger because we got to go through this and we had the opportunity to go through it. You know, I love that um, we talked about just how language shapes reality. And I think that word anti-fragile and that idea. So much better. You know, it is. It's a whole different way of looking at it. Like. There's something better than we don't want to be fragile, um, yeah. you know, or, or it's easier to pick that one out and yep. go, that's okay, definitely not fragile it. is like, yeah, we definitely break. don't want to be that. We yeah. don't want to break. Yeah. Um, resilient. That's really good. You survive and you yeah. go through it. But to go anti-fragile clicks your mind into a different yeah. zone that says, yeah. no, not only not break, not just get through, but actually grow stronger from it is a really fascinating yeah. concept but so because human beings we are anti-fragile mm. um like that's what our immune system is the stuff that doesn't break us actually it's stronger our muscles are anti-fragile bones if you break them grow back stronger it's really hard to break a bone in the same spot twice because they grow back stronger everything about our bodies is anti-fragile and i believe our brains and our brains can be too if you put the work in but it's like a gym you actually have to put the work in and you mm. can't just wish it into being but the, uh, back to my, yeah. this, so Ryan, this so yeah. Ryan, yeah. so Ryan says, he, he goes and reads this stuff and he thinks, that's really interesting. Um, I want to make some plans for uh, if, you know, stuff gets really tight financially. One of the things that will happen if things get really tight financially is that the stock market will crash. I'm going to place a big financial bet on the Dow just getting hammered. And this was in January. Now, he saw a tweet from Nassim Taleb, something about this coronavirus being a, uh, a black swan event. And so he was kind of a little bit clued into that, but sure. he thought, even yeah. if it's not, I'm going to put this bet down on the Dow crashing. And it's, it's, I don't know, it's shorting it or something? I don't know. Shorting it, I okay. think so. Right. Yeah, I'm not. If, if my language is wrong, you know, like uh, Ryan complained to Dean, <laughs> maths and finance is not go try and short or long something based on this podcast. This yeah, okay. <laughs> exactly. I give no advice. That but he shorted the Dow. And this is in January when in the US, the Dow was doing record growth, all kinds of stuff. And everyone told him he was crazy. <laughs> About that. Far out. He He's- earned more than a year's income 
from that experience when it paid off. Come come February, March. Come yeah. March. Yeah, March, yeah. Uh, and I say this not, and he's he feels bad. He's like, man, sure. all these people are losing it. So he doesn't want to yeah. brag about it. And so that's why sure. I'm kind of reluctant to like give out sure. more information yeah, about yeah. who he is or whatever. But yeah. this is an example of a plan, not a prediction, where he wasn't predicting, oh, this is going to happen in March. He was like, here's a plan that I have that it might work in times while I have money now. I can do this so that when things go south, that I can be okay. And I don't know how it's going to pay off, but it turned out it paid off really, really well. Um, and I love, I love that idea of, um, you know, plan, not predict. Because obviously, yeah. I mean, if you went even over the last, uh, call it six weeks, yeah. you know, last four, whatever time length you put on it, maybe since January, but people who have predicted have consistently, it's not gone no. to prediction. No. Um, and even now, you know, there's predictions, as you said, of all these different things and lengths of times or what will it look like? And we can all speculate, um, but there's something very empowering about just going, okay, what are plans I can put in place? Yeah, because plans are based on what can I do? Mm-hmm. Predicting is what's going to happen out there. Planning is all intrinsic and mm-hmm. internal. Predicting is based on external. And so when you do that focus, which you just alluded to, is what can I do in this moment for me? doesn't matter how long this goes on for. I don't have to predict it. I'm going to be awesome in the meantime. Mm. And I'm going to grow and I'm going to integrate stuff that I'm going to keep afterwards because I don't want to waste this opportunity. Mm. And, it's a, and it's an incredible experience freeing yourselves from that prediction cycle because that prediction cycle is, is built upon this desire to be right. Mm. And when you're not right, your anxiety goes up a little higher. You know what I, what I love about that as well is, like you said, look, if you just make a plan, I've been reading something recently or, or heard a conversation, but your the brain instantly, um, when there is some plan, any plan, mm. your, your, your brain is automatically reducing its anxiety level. Yes. And even like... Um, I think it was more, about, the more intrinsic it is, the, high, the, the, yeah. the greater that effect. Yeah, the greater too. it will go low. Yeah. And, and even uh, I think the thing I was reading, it was around like emergency operators and, yeah. and what they do when they talk with people on the phone. And it's why they will give, it doesn't matter how simple the plan is, yeah. it, it automatically helps. Like the yeah. plan is you're going to sit where you are yeah. for the next yeah. X amount of time and some will come. Okay, I got to sit. And as soon as you're able to go, yeah. this is what I can do right now, yeah. you lower... The anxiety, the anxiety level and, it, and if you apply that broader than having just some plan okay well this is what we'll do then yeah it's gonna you know people are gonna be able to get out of um as you said all the anxiety that goes with prediction yeah and maybe then you start moving towards gratitude start moving towards making plans and, and yeah. getting a sort of a virtuous cycle going yeah yeah that's a really good term mm. virtuous cycle I read that somewhere. I really like it. It is helpful to kind of, you know, things that either have that kind of downward spiral is probably the more common yeah. we sometimes think of. Or and a virtuous cycle. But a virtuous cycle, it's like it starts building yeah. on itself. And Momentum it's creator. Yeah. 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 Now, I love, um, and maybe we'll, we'll, we'll kind of finish here, with, you know, really at the core of what you're talking about there. Yeah. I'm still thinking about virtuous Plenty. cycle. I like that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Taking, take uh, spend some time on that one. Yeah. Um, you know, the heart, this kind of goes to the heart of personal leadership. Yeah. And um, that's one of the things I love about lead different. It's, you know, we think often about, you know, how do we lead other people? But I love your focus on personal leadership. Yeah. How, how are you leading yourself? Yeah. Um, and this is a, a unique moment to grow in personal leadership. To test yourself to, too. To test yourself. That's yeah. right. You know, kind of to 
see you know what what's what's there and um what any any kind of final you know key thought somebody's looking to to make the most of this yeah um grow their their own personal leadership through it, anything you'd really focus them on one of our mantras at lead different is every experience that i'm having i am creating um and so this, that's why the stuff that i used to find fascinating and extraordinary and amazing can become mundane because i create it that way and I have the ability to swing between that and so i want to be the kind of person who uh is incredibly grateful and i tell my grandkids hey there was this time 2020 I'm telling you, it was the year from hell. We lost David Stern, Kobe Bryant. I like basketball. Um, <laughs> we lost the basketball season. But not only that, the world went through this pandemic. And it was the first one for 100 years. Uh, and we got to go through it. And because we got to go through it, we got to shape our planet the way that you get to experience it. I'm telling you, what you have now is better than what we were building in 2019. But we changed course because of this. Um, we did it as a collection of individuals who decided this is who we want to be because of this. Uh, and it wasn't about government overriding rules or laws. It was deciding about who we wanted to become in the midst of this. Uh, and that's what I want to see leaders develop from this. And that's why we do lead different. It's what our every program that for the last five years we've been going on and on and banging the drum about self-leadership. Mm-hmm. Everything that we do is built around self-leadership. One of the things that I know is that if you become, if you lead yourself well, you will become someone worth following. And so when I said before that all these people come here and gather around, it's because you and your team of people lead yourselves well and you've become people who are worth following. Uh, and anyone can do that. And a lot of people think that it's going to be the the strongest, the smartest, um, the all those the 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 biggest who survive this. It's the people who lead themselves well and are adaptable. I love that picture. I love that vision. Imagining kind of the world as it can be. It will be. There's challenges, difficulties. Those oh will come gosh. no matter what. But yeah. the vision of of what can be and creating that experience. I, I yeah. love that. Now let, let me ask you this: If if people do want to connect with you. I, Thanks for the conversation, James. It's been yeah. brilliant just to, yeah. to chat through some of these things and look at it from so many different angles. Appreciate yeah. your time. If people do want to connect with you more, what you do at Lead Different, what's the uh, best thing you'd recommend for them? Yeah, so the best thing you can do is to go to, there's two websites you can go to. The first one is, it's kind of our corporate website. It's leaddifferent.org, uh, but most corporates aren't doing anything right now. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of that, but most organizations have shut down. Um, but the other website that we have is ignitegroups.org. Uh, we built this program. It's an eight-week program for an hour a week, and it was built originally to be meet in person. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> We're doing it all online. Uh, and on there, um, that's our flagship program. This is the program where uh, we put people who are in high school through it, and they're like, that's amazing. Then we put C-level executives at multinationals through it, and they're like, that was amazing. And both people experience it and have the same thing that come out of it because it's about yourself and leading yourself and becoming a leader worth following. And so uh, we're offering that. Look, there are prices on Ignite on that Ignite Group's org to sign up, um, but it's wartime rules, Dean. Yeah, that's great. So, <laughs> and so one so, of the things we're saying to people is yeah. if you want to do this and if you think it's going to play a role in your life, 
yeah. uh, over the next whatever this, however this we're doing this yeah. for. And yeah. It doesn't matter. But if you think it'll play a role in that, then reach out to me, yeah. um, James at leaddifferent.org. Um, great. You're and we'll going to get that in, right? We'll put yeah. the links in. Uh, we'll put the links yeah. in. And, and we don't, can, look, yeah. I, don't, I don't do social media, so yeah. there's no social media stuff. Yeah. I just, mental health yeah. is just great not yeah. to be on social media. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, one thing I want to encourage you, just reach out um, if you're interested at all in yeah. any of this stuff. There has been no better time. Yeah. Because we're under wartime rules. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And no better time, you know, to really focus on, okay, how am I going to lead myself? I'm going to, you know, grow through this time. James, thanks so much, man. Thanks for the conversation and the wisdom, sharing it thanks with us, for, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for being in the same room as me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People. <laughs>